Here's what I want you to know. You're loved, you're important, and um, like I say, let's, um, if you're thinking about anybody this year that you might need to reach out to, and just send them a card, make a call, send them a text, whatever. However, if you think about somebody in that way, then, then do that. Do that for, for someone. Do that for a lot of people. And um, just know, just know that you're very special and you're loved. Loved so much that God sent his one and only son to die for each and every one of us. So how many of you know we're a Southern Baptist church? How many of you know that? We're Southern Baptist Church, and, and part of being Southern Baptist is we, we, there are two entities of the Southern, of the Southern Baptist Convention that um, deal with our missionaries, that deal with the people that are, that are discipled and raised up through the churches, and then we, we have, a, we, we have a, um, a way to get them prepared, trained, um, all the things they need to do, and then get them whether it be on the North American continent or whether it be on the other side of the world. And those for the other side of the world are sent, as far as Southern Baptist goes, through the International Mission Board, through the International Mission Board. And we have, we have thousands of missionaries on the field all around, all around the world. We have missionaries that have just been commissioned, just been commissioned, just finished their, their last piece of training and as Scott was praying for, this, for the couple that just went to Indonesia, um, we had 10 families go to Sub-Saharan Africa out of this last commissioning. And, and, and I want you to understand that being Southern Baptist, being Southern Baptist means that we are a part of something so much bigger than ourselves, so much bigger than ourselves, so much bigger than this local body. There are 45,000 plus churches in the Southern Baptist Convention. We, we are a strong convention. We are a strong convention. And, and the one thing about Southern Baptists that makes us unique from all others, from all others, is that the missionaries that are sent to the field are sent fully funded, fully supported. Okay? Fully funded. That's a huge deal. That's such a huge deal because there are missionaries from organizations all around the globe that have to come back to their home country, that have to come back to America and, and raise their own funds. And guess what? And guess what? If they don't raise enough money, guess what happens? They don't go back. They don't go back. But Southern Baptists are different. Southern Baptists are different because, because, of, because of the cooperative program because of the cooperative program, and whether you know it or not, our church gives 10% of all of our undesignated um, offerings and monies that come in, 10% of that goes to the cooperative program. Okay, so we will this year most likely give about $10,000 to the cooperative program. But in addition to the cooperative program, we take up special mission offerings we take up special mission offerings. And, and I, I want to challenge you this morning. I want to challenge you this morning that I'm going to extend Lottie Moon. I'm going to extend it beyond what we were going to take it. And, and, and it's because Lottie Moon pays for things, pays for things like insurance, like, and, and like schooling for, for these, because Luke's children, because Luke's children will have to be schooled 
once they get to Indonesia. And where are they going to go to school? Unless they may be homeschooled. They may be homeschooled. And Lottie Moon even helps with that. But they may also go to school somewhere in Indonesia. Okay? And, and so, but, but Lottie Moon pays for vehicles, for, for vehicles, for the missionaries to, to, to go from place to place, for a boat if they can't go by a vehicle. And, 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 and I want you to understand how very, very, very important this Lottie Moon Christmas offering is. Take a moment and watch this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. For giving. For giving. Thank you for your giving. The Lottie Moon offering. Toward Lottie Moon. Thank you for giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering. But most importantly, due to your generosity, we've been able to share God's word with those around us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Because you gave, I'm able to access remote areas of Central Asia and explain the gospel with people God is already drawing to himself. With your help, we are bringing light to dark places among underage people groups. Because of what you've given, it allows me to share this gospel with as many Central Asians as I can across London. Your giving allows our organization to provide need for refugees and to give them hope. Thank you for giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering so that we can buy Bibles in Arabic that we use with our Discovery Bible study with non-believers. Because of your generosity, African women are hearing stories from God's word while henna is being drawn on their hands and arms. And because of your giving, the life changes that we see through faith in Jesus Christ, that happens because of your gifts. know I know personally some of the people in that video some of the people that are serving around the world in fact one of those couples that you saw on there you don't know was one of the couples involved in the accident that happened in the Congo and two missionaries were killed in that accident and uh, Jeff Singerman who was standing there a moment ago is um, still having surgeries and all kinds of things and still regaining parts that things that he lost but praise God but praise God he is continuing to recover and there is nothing that is um, going to stop the gospel from going forth through that family and and through the work so so I simply I simply challenge you in your in your giving to the Lottie Moon Christmas offering it's so very important well praise the Lord Turn in your Bible to Acts chapter 17. I don't know if any of you uh, listened to uh, the, our website last Sunday. I did, um, 
I did when we could not be here because the snow fell in, in a whole lot more quantity than I care for. Uh, but anyhow, um, I did sit by my Christmas tree and, um, and, share, and share a message with you all. And so if you listen to it, thank you for, thank you for taking the time to do that. Um, but I will um, probably incorporate a little bit of that into a little bit of this. As, as we continue this journey through the book of Acts, as we continue to watch the gospel, to watch the gospel go, go out through the known world at that time, and churches to be planted, and people to be discipled, people to come to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, people to get saved, and, and, to, and, and for their eternity to be settled. Because you, you know what? Um, it's that important. It's that important that we, that we have those conversations with people. Let me read, starting in verse 1 of chapter 17. Now, when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Then Paul, as his custom was, went into them, and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, whom I preach to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded, and a great multitude of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women, joined Paul and Silas. But the Jews, who were not persuaded... Becoming envious, took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob, set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason and sought to bring them out to the people. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city, crying out, These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Jason has harbored them. And these are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying, There is another king, Jesus. And they troubled the crowd and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. So when they had taken security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. Then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. They were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the Scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed. And also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was preached by Paul at Berea, they came there also and stirred up the crowds. They immediately, then immediately the brethren sent Paul away to go to the sea. But both Silas and Timothy remained there. So those who, conduct, who conducted Paul brought him to Athens. And receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed, they departed. All right, so they were in Philippi. They were in Philippi. Uh, Paul and Silas had been that because, because they cast a demon out of a, out of a certain slave girl who was doing some fortune telling. Okay, they, they cast that, Paul cast that demon, or actually Jesus cast that demon out. Use Paul, use Paul to do it, okay? It's only through the power of God that that happens, okay? But that demon was cast out of that girl. That demon was cast out in the name of Jesus Christ. And so that demon, when the demon came out, there was no more fortune telling. There was no more profit making uh, as far as this girl was concerned. And, and so <clears throat> those, those masters, those, those um, slave owners, those ones that, that, um, that had 
that had control over this girl, supposedly. Um, at that point, they were mad about it. They went to the magistrates about it. They had Paul and Silas arrested. Paul and Silas only because of their, because of their Jewish connection, okay, because of their Jewish background, their Jewish heritage. And, and so they were arrested because of the anti-Semitism that was going on in, in, in all parts of Rome and, and, and all colonies of Rome back in that day. And so they were arrested. They were beaten. They were imprisoned. Uh, actually put in, this, in, the, in the middle of the prison, in the inner part of the prison, and then an earthquake comes and all their shackles were loose, all the doors were opened, all these things, all these things happen. It's funny that we, learn not, we see nothing else about this earthquake except its effect on this prison. That's the only thing we see about this earthquake. And, and so a miracle, a miracle in and of itself, a miracle in and of itself. So then <clears throat> the Philippian jailer gets, gets saved, his whole household gets saved, so, and, and, in the, and in the midst, the, the magistrates, the authorities, the authorities, they, they, they learned something. Maybe they knew it, maybe they didn't, maybe they found it out, but they were scared to death when they did find it out, and that was that, you know what, they had no authority to arrest Paul and Silas. They had no authority to arrest them. They, they, they um, put them, they didn't even give them a trial. They did not even give them a trial, but they were also, Paul has also got a Roman heritage. He's got a Roman heritage, so it's illegal to do what they did to the point that they can be disciplined, that they can be, that they can be strongly disciplined for what they've done, and they become afraid. They become afraid, and they want to put them, they want to get them secretly out and get them out. And, and Paul said, oh, no, you're not going to do it that way. You're not going to do it that way. Not, not, you've, you, you're the one that messed up. You're the one that messed up. And, 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 you know, sometimes sometimes we find ourselves in situations that, you know what, we can stand up and we can speak out and, and, and we can still be Christ-like in the midst of, of all of that. And, and in this case, so, you, you know, they were, they were released. And the first place that uh, Paul and Silas and that entourage went was back to Lydia's. They went back to Lydia's and, they, and once they had encouraged the folks there, once they had encouraged the folks there, they left and went on to Thessalonica. And, you know, they passed through some other seaports. They pa- that for whatever reason, they didn't stay in those places. The possibility is there was no synagogue there, which was, but, you know, it didn't matter in Philippi. They stayed there, and, di- and they went a different route in Philippi. But for whatever reason, they passed through these two, these two places on their way to Thessalonica. And you've got to remember, Thessalonica was the, was the capital city of Macedonia the capital city of that place where Paul and Silas had been called to go. You remember, they thought they were going somewhere else when they were there in modern-day Turkey, when they were there in Asia Minor, when they were there in that region. They thought they were going to be there, but they were actually called over to Macedonia. They were actually called over to Europe to take the gospel over there. So, so here they are. Here they are going to Thessalonica. They've just had a not-so-great experience in Philippi. But, but they know that they were wrongly treated. They know they were wrongly treated. And, and guess what? <clears throat> the authorities know it too. And word travels. Word travels. Don't find yourself in the same place that we're in. In a matter of speaking, don't, don't do to these men what we've just done to these men because, because this could not go well for any of us. And so, and so the, authorities, the, th- the authorities know about Paul and Silas as, as Paul and Silas arrive. They, they know about it. They know about them. And, and so here they are in Thessalonica, the, the capital city. Right now, the population of about 200,000. When I say right now, I'm talking about when Paul and Silas get there. Population of about 200,000. That's pretty big. That's, a, that's, a, um, that's an urban center. 
That's an urban center, as we, as we know urban centers. And urban centers have become very important to our North American Mission Board. And um, we have these things called SEND, S-E-N-D, cities. And um, we are part of one of those, Baltimore. Baltimore is one of those SEND cities that we are a, a part of. And, and so, what does Paul do when he gets to Thessalonica? He finds a synagogue. He finds a synagogue where there's at least 10, 10 Jewish men, where there's at least two, 10 Jewish men. So he goes into the synagogue, and he doesn't go one week. He doesn't go two weeks. He goes three weeks, and they say that he was actually there for a lot longer than the three weeks that even Luke speaks about, that even Luke speaks about. But there he is, there he is, um, taking the Scriptures as they have them, realizing that what we read, they didn't have. What we're reading right here in the book of Acts, they didn't have. It was being lived out. It was being played out right there before their very eyes. What they did have was they had the Old Testament. They had the Old Testament and the prophecies of the Old Testament. Those prophecies that speak about the Messiah coming, that speak about his birth, that speak about what's going to happen when he gets here and all that's going to occur whether it be in the book of Deuteronomy, whether it be in the book of Psalms, whether it be in the book of Isaiah, wherever Paul is taking those scriptures and, 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 they're, and, and they're having a, a, a discussion about that. They're having a discussion, and the discussion is, is this. Explaining and demonstrating that the Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead and saying this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. The gospel. The gospel is what is being, being proclaimed and what is being talked about week after week after week. I, I, would, I, I would ask, are you able to have a three-week conversation about the gospel? Are you able to have a one-minute conversation about the gospel? Are you able to have a conversation about the gospel? Because the question is, do you know the one true gospel? Do you know and understand the one true gospel? Do you understand it clear enough to share with people who don't know it, who don't understand it, who, who haven't grasped it. I've asked uh, Mickey and uh, Scott to do something this morning. We spent three hours in here Tuesday night with ice on that parking lot, with ice, with ice on m the two ends of the sidewalks, all of those kind. We spent three hours here Tuesday night training our team that's getting ready to go to Africa. And, and I, want you to, I want you to just get a piece of that, get a piece of that right now of what we talked about. Scott and Mickey. So when we go to Africa, uh, when we go to Africa, everything we do is through a translator. Everything. So when we're speaking to a group, we're speaking through a translator. So what we did Wednesday was we were practicing speaking through a translator. If you've never done that, it's really different. You can't go on for seven or eight paragraphs and expect them to catch up. So we worked through that. We practiced and practiced. So what we're going to do this morning is Mickey is going to give for you creation to Christ, and I'm going to be her translator. Now, fortunately for you, she's going to speak English, and so am I. I'd like to tell you a story. I'd like to tell you a story. And the story comes from the Bible. And the story comes from the Bible. The Bible is God's word. The Bible is God's word. God gave the words to man. God gave the words to man. To write down. To 
to write down. To put in the Bible. To put in the Bible. And the Bible says that God created everything. And the Bible says that God created everything. God created the heavens. God created the heavens. God created the angels to worship and serve him. God created the angels to worship and to serve him. God created the earth. God created the earth. God created the plants, the animals. God created the plants and the animals. And God created a beautiful garden we call the Garden of Eden. God created a beautiful garden we call the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. And God created his best creation, man and woman. And God created his best creation, man and woman. And he put them in the beautiful Garden of Eden. And he put them in the beautiful garden. And he said, you can enjoy anything from this beautiful garden. And he told them, you can enjoy anything from this beautiful garden. Except you cannot eat the fruit off of the good and evil tree. Except you may not eat from the fruit of the tree of good and evil. Thank you. So everything was good. So everything was good. God had a relationship with man. God had a relationship with man. And he met with them daily and walked and talked with them. And he met with them daily and he walked and he talked with them. There was no sin. There was no sin. Do you guys remember when I was talking about God created the angels? Do you remember when I told you that God had created the angels? Well, there was one angel by the name of Lucifer. There was one angel by the name of Lucifer. That was very envious of God and he wanted to be God. He was very envious of God and he wanted to be God. Well, that was sin and God cannot be around sin. That is sin, and God cannot be around sin. And he punished them. And he punished them. Punished um, Lucifer and his demons. Punished Lucifer and his demon. Mm -hmm. And he forced them out of heaven. And he forced them out of heaven. And this made Lucifer really mad. He hated God for this. This made Lucifer very mad, and he hated God for this. And he would do anything against God. And he would do anything against God. So this is what Lucifer did. So this is what Lucifer did. Lucifer went to the Garden of Eden. Lucifer went to the Garden of Eden. As a serpent. As a serpent. He tempted Eve with the fruit off of the forbidden tree. And he tempted Eve with the fruit from the forbidden tree. He told Eve lies. He told Eve lies. He told Eve that God didn't want them to eat off of the forbidden tree. He told Eve that God did not want them to eat off the forbidden tree. Because once they did, they would be wise like God. Because once they did, they would be wise like God. Eve took a bite of the fruit. Eve took a bite of the fruit. And gave it to her husband. Gave some to her husband. Mm -hmm. They disobeyed God. They disobeyed God. This is sin. This is sin. At that moment, at that moment, God and man were separated. Their relationship was broken. At that moment, God and man were separated. Their relationship was broken. Mm -hmm. um, God came to the Garden of Eden. God came to the Garden of Eden. To walk and talk like he did daily. To walk and talk like he did daily. But he couldn't find Adam and Eve. They were hiding. 
But he could not find Adam and Eve. They were hiding. Because they were ashamed. Because they were ashamed. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> huh? Yeah, they were, yes, because of that sin. Um, but you guys know that God is all-powerful and all-knowing, right? But you know that God is all-knowing and all-powerful. Yes, God knew everything. God knew everything. Mm -hmm. And because of sin, Adam and Eve were also forced out of the garden. Because of their sin, Adam and Eve were forced out of the garden. And they had to learn how to take care of themselves. They had to learn how to take care of themselves. By hunting their own food. By hunting their own food. Learning how to plant a garden. Uh, learning how to plant a garden. Life was really hard for them. Life was very hard for them. And God was very sad that he was separated from his greatest creation. And God was very sad that he was separated from his greatest creation. He wanted a way for man to come back to him so badly. He wanted a way for man to come back to him so badly. Well, Adam and Eve had children. Adam and Eve had children. Um, Adam and Eve's children had children. Adam and Eve's children had children. And Adam and Eve's children's children had children. And Adam and Eve's children's children had children. So the world was getting populated. The world was getting populated. So God sent a prophet named Moses. God sent a prophet named Moses. To show the people. To show the people. How to get back to him. How to have a good relationship with him. How to get back to God, how to have a good relationship with him. So he provided the law. He provided the law. And part of that law was the Ten Commandments. Part of that law is the Ten Commandments. And the Ten Commandments, some of them were, um, there shall not have any other idols before me. There um, do not steal. Some of those commandments were that you would have no other gods before me and that you would not steal. Would not lie. You would not lie. Those are just a few. They could not do any of that. Their hearts were still bad. They could not do any of those things. Their hearts were still bad. Mm -hmm. So then God offered a sacrificial system. God then offered a sacrificial system. So they could sacrifice one of their best animals. So they could sacrifice one of their best animals. And if they were to repent from their sins... And if they were to repent of their sins, and they could have a relationship with God. They could have a relationship with God. Well, that didn't work. That didn't work. Man's heart was still bad. Man's heart was still bad. Man's heart did not change. Man's heart did not change. God had sent um, prophets. God had sent prophets. To tell everyone that there was a way coming. There was another way. To tell everyone there was a, another way coming. And God knew the only way would be a perfect sacrifice. God knew the only way would be a perfect sacrifice. And you know, that perfect sacrifice would be Jesus. That perfect sacrifice would be Jesus. Now you guys know that God is almighty and all-powerful, right? And you know that God is almighty and all-powerful, right? And he can do anything that he wants. And that he can do anything he wants. Mm -hmm. So he had an angel appear to a young virgin woman named Mary. 
So he sent an angel to appear to a young virgin girl named Mary. To tell her that she would be bearing a son. To tell her that she would be bearing a son. The Holy Spirit would allow Mary to become pregnant. The Holy Spirit would allow Mary to become pregnant. Mary had not been with a man ever. Mary had not been with a man ever. Mary had a son and named him Jesus. Mary had a son and named him Jesus. And he was perfect. And he was perfect. So when Jesus grew up. When Jesus grew up. He was teaching about God. He was teaching about God. He was teaching how to get to God and to live in his kingdom forever. He was teaching about how to get to God and to live in his kingdom forever. He was showing God's love. He was showing God's love. He did miracles, which is only by God. He did miracles, which is only by God. He calmed the seas that were sinking boats. He calmed the seas that were sinking boats. He healed the sick. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He cast out demons. God was almighty and showed everyone that he loved them. God is almighty and showed everyone that he loved them. Not everybody was happy with Jesus. Not everyone was happy with Jesus. Jesus had followers, but he also had people that didn't like him. Jesus had followers, but he also had people who did not like him. The leaders were very jealous of Jesus. The leaders were very jealous of Jesus. And they were plotting to kill him. They were plotting to kill him. Jesus had a conversation prior to this when he was... Um, sitting with John he said that he was the way the truth the life and no one comes to the father except through me Jesus had a conversation earlier with John where he told him that he that I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me some people did believe that he was God some people did believe that he was God well the leaders did plot to kill him and they had him arrested the leaders did plot to kill him and had him arrested. They beat him. They beat him. They tortured him. They tortured him. And they hung him on a cross like a criminal. And they hung him on a cross like a criminal. Jesus did not have a fair trial. Jesus did not have a fair trial. But he went willingly to the cross. But he went willingly to the cross. He was crucified. He was crucified. Buried. Buried. Three days later, he rose from the grave. Three days later, he rose from the grave. He spent 40 days walking around. He spent 40 days walking around. Talking to everyone. Talking to everyone. And sharing with everyone how to get to heaven and live with him forever. Sharing with everyone how to get to heaven and to live with him forever. Because he said he would come back and those who believe in him will be taken to heaven forever. Because he said he would come back, and those who believe in him will be taken to heaven forever. And then Jesus ascended into heaven. Then Jesus ascended into heaven. So what I want to know from you guys is, do you want to go to heaven with Jesus forever? So, so what I want to know from you is, do you want to go to heaven with Jesus forever? Do you recognize that you're a sinner in need of a Savior? Do you recognize you're a sinner in the need of a Savior? Do you recognize that you are a sinner in the need of a Savior? If you just believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will be with him forever in heaven. 
If you will believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you will be with him forever in heaven. Thank you. Thank you. The more that we um, encourage one another in that, the stronger we become in sharing that story with whatever amount of time, with whatever amount of time people will give us to share that with them. And so, so, so here's, my, here's my question. Gospel witnessing stories. You just, you just heard the gospel presented through creation to Christ. You just heard what we, just, what we spent three hours here Tuesday night doing over and over and over again. Preparing, preparing for what we will do there. So, I'm, so, so my question is, what are your, what are your gospel witnessing stories? And, and, and let me preface it with this. Let me preface it with this. If you were there last night, how many gospel witnessing stories did you have? How many people, how many people that, you have, that you've, you met for the first time last night did you have a gospel witnessing story with? And if you tell me you did not have a gospel witnessing story last night, I'll leave that alone. Um, I, had a, I had a conversation with Megan. I had a conversation with Megan, and we were talking about that she had just moved into, just moved into the place where they're living there. And in that conversation, um, I told her, I said, I said, Megan, of all the things we talk about, um, I'm so glad that you're here in this, in this um, weather event that we're having this, um, this Christmas event. And, and you, you know, they stayed through most of it with a, with a baby, with a baby and, and a little girl. A baby and a little girl, they stayed through most of it. And I looked at Megan and I said, Megan, do you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life? And she said, yes, sir, I have. And, and, we just, and we just talked about that. She told, me, she told me that happened 15 years ago. And, you know, she was just telling me the story. And, and, and so I, 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 just want you to, I just want you to understand, last night, was a, last night was a prime opportunity, a prime opportunity for those that were not standing on that, on that stage and, and, and doing what God has so very, um, so very uh, much gifted you all with, to allow that to happen. But you know what? That was an opportunity for others of us to go have gospel conversations. But other gospel conversations. Tell me, tell me what you... T- Josh. I was going to share uh, just three real quick because uh, the band just got back from uh, a, a tour down south. Um, and so just three, and the other guys probably have some more, but... Uh, one was in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, we spoke with Damien and his girlfriend, and I, I probably spent an hour talking to him, um, just hearing about his whole life story and just kind of just kind of listening at a bar, mind you. I probably lost two years of my life from secondhand smoke. Um, but at, at the end of the conversation, um, just we asked before we left if we could pray with him and just asked for prayer requests. And in the midst of the prayer, even though in the conversation – um, I was never able to make the turn to give the gospel in the prayer I gave the gospel. Um, and so that, that was uh, maybe the first story there. Um, the second one, Myrtle Beach, um, South Carolina. We found ourselves at a cookout 
after eating, or after a plane, excuse me, um, and a, uh, a homeless guy approached myself and Josh Tomlinson, um, who had a cross around his neck. And uh, he was clearly drunk, um, very much so. Um, but just, he came up to us and asked us, uh, do we know God? Because it seems like you know God. Um, which was a strange sort of thing for a stranger to walk up to you and ask. Um, but anyway, we spent, we prayed with him. We wrapped arms around him. Um, he, he's a professing believer and just professes, he professes Christ but says, you know, hey, I'm clearly failing when it comes to being drunk and I'm sorry. And so we were able to just encourage him and tell him that Jesus has victory over all forms of addiction um, and just encourage him to be an ambassador for Jesus on the street, um, that he'd be able to reach people that nobody else would. Um, and then the third would be, again, in Myrtle Beach, <laughs> I talked to a girl named Camille for probably an, uh, another hour, and it was a long, in-depth conversation. Her story is... She's from Germany originally, has a broken family over there, found herself over here, very smart individual. She's studying to be in mortuary science and working full-time with a child as well and no father um, that's around anyway. And um, her, her background is she, is a, she was raised as a Orthodox Jew but is now a practicing pagan witch. Um, and we had a long conversation about who Jesus is and about how Christianity is different than every other religion and how the resurrection proves that Jesus is God. And uh, we, we talked quite a bit about she has anxiety problems and she doesn't feel comfortable talking to other people, especially Christians, because she doesn't want to be judged. Um, and we had a long conversation, even in the midst of that anxiety, of just talking about God's love, talking about that, that Jesus wants to talk to you, um, that, that, there's, that there's truth there that surpasses everything else. And anyway, so those were the, the three stories. We, we are connecting with, um, through social media, we're connecting with two of the three of those moving forward um, and hoping to continue those conversations. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? So, oh, Cheryl, Cheryl, hold on, wait, wait before you start. Let Scott get to you. And the big reason that we do this is because when we put out the podcast, we want people to be able to hear and not hear, well, three and a half minutes of silence. I've never spoken on a microphone before. Is this good? You got it, Cheryl. Okay. I was at the doctor's office one day. And it hasn't been a couple weeks ago. And I got there, and the poor girl, the receptionist, was just so busy by herself. And I thought she was in a real desert. She just kept talking and talking and talking to herself. And then I saw the doctor. When I came back out, I was talking to her, and she's still talking to herself. And I said, well, I hope your day gets better, because you sound like you're really busy back there talking to yourself. And she said, honey, I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. And so she proceeded to tell everybody in the doctor's office how the Holy Spirit gets her through the day. I didn't have to do anything. She just did it all. But I just thought it was just really cool. I just thought it was so nice. Praise the Lord. So, let, so if, in case you're wondering... 
Paul and Silas and his entourage there in those synagogues, they were reasoning through the scriptures. Well, I, I want you to understand that, that when you all share these stories, you're reasoning with people. You're reasoning and you're, and you're, and, and you're explaining and you're demonstrating and, and you're sharing. You're sharing the truth. You're sharing the truth through whatever they're dealing with and coming through or, 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 or working with. And, and, and so, um, you know, that's not always going to be received well, is it? It's not always going to be. It's not always going to be easy, and um, there, there, there may even be pushback. And in this case, in this case, um, more pushback comes. It says, "But the Jews who were not persuaded, because there were people that were persuaded, there were people that became believers." And 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 when 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 a movement of God is happening, you, you know what? It's funny how man gets jealous. Man gets jealous around a movement of God happening wherever it's happening. And, and the next thing you know, the Jews who were not persuaded became envious and took some of the evil men. Now listen to how this, how this gets set up. Took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob. You know, I, I, thought, I thought, well, this is a lot like what's happening today in, in a lot of our cities and a lot of uh, in Washington, D.C. and various places like that. But you know what? It's the other way around. It's flipped around. What's happening today in those kinds of places is just like what happened here, okay? And, and Solomon says there's no new thing under the sun. You know what? You, you know what? They, they gathered people. They gathered people that were set to be, to, to be in a mob. They gathered evil. They, they knew who the evil people were. They knew who the, who the people to go to and get them all fired up and get them incited and everything. And, and, and you know, there, I think there are people today. I think there are people today that are just ready to be mean. They're ready to be mean. They're ready to be assembled in, in an opportunity to go break things and to go burn things up and to go stir up a crowd and go hurt people and things like that. I think that that's as prevalent today as it's ever been. And, and, and you know what? That's what happened here. That's what happened here. And they attacked the house of the man who, who in his home, they, he, he must have lodged Paul and Silas and, and, and um and those, Timothy and Luke. And so it says, but when they did not find him, they dragged Jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city. Here we go again, going back to the rulers of the city. They knew they couldn't do anything to Paul or Silas. They knew they couldn't do the same thing that happened in Philippi because they knew, they, they learned from their mistake. <coughs> and look at what they said about them. They said, these who have turned the world upside down <coughs> have come here too. And Jason has harbored them <coughs> and these are all acting contrary to the degrees of Caesar. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so what, what has happened is that they've gotten these people who probably weren't even in the conversation, who weren't even in, in, in the myth involved in this. They brought these people, and now they've stirred up this mob, and it's all, it's all to try to shut down the gospel. It's all to try to shut down the gospel. And when they can't find Paul and Silas, they, they, they think the next best thing. Thank you, Scott. They say the next best thing is let's attack the people who lodged them. Let's attack them. And so they, and so they did that. And, and, and there's a very important thing that they say here. There's a very important thing that they say here in the midst of this attack. Look at verse 7. 
Jason has harbored them, and these are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king, Jesus. Because who was the king? Who was the, who was the perceived king of that day? Caesar. Caesar was the perceived king of Rome. And, 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 here, and, so, and so you know what? They feel like they, they're on pretty solid ground here. They're pretty solid ground here that they can, they can stir this group up because of what they're teaching, because of what they're saying. And, and then they troubled the crowd. Now, I want to go back to that thing of, of, of they, they said that Paul and Silas and that entourage were turning the world upside down. Are we doing that? Are we turning the world upside down for Christ? And, and, and don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That, that's not, I, I, didn't, I didn't, if that came out sounding negative, I did not mean it to be negative because that does not mean that I don't believe that we are, but do you believe that we are? Do you believe that we're turning the world upside down for the sake of the gospel? That we're turning the world upside down? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I mean, you, you hear my cough. Last night didn't make it any better, okay? Last night did not help it go away. Last night was... Difficult conditions, difficult conditions by which to share the gospel. But you know what? People came. People came in that. People came in that, and, 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 and I praise God. I praise God for, for, for you know, the, 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 the work that went into the gospel going forth. I just, I just, my prayer last night was, God, just take it and do what only you can do with it. Take it and do what only you can do with it. Let me tell you something. There's some, there's some, there's some stuff that's been going on. I mean, the Friday night that this place was packed for Melissa's memorial service here, um, this, this place had people everywhere. And I praise God that the gospel went forth. You know what? We, we got to participate in a parade, and I praise God that the gospel went forth. And, and, and you know what? We're just going to keep doing that. And, and, and the, band, the band made their southern tour. The band made their southern tour. And we began to hear those stories of, of them sharing in those different venues with the, with the people that they shared with. And you know what? And you know what? If I didn't hear those stories, I would be most concerned. I really would. I really would. Because you, you, you know what? That's what we're about. That's what we're about. We, we use the platform that God has given us. We use the platform to propel the gospel. It's like a springboard. I'm not going to do it this morning because I'll break my neck. But you know what? The, the, the platform, I want you to think about every platform that you stand upon and share the gospel. I want you to think of it like a springboard. And it's the gospel that is being propelled, being propelled out to, to all of these people and to all of these places. God has given us very, very unique opportunity. And you know what? They got mad. They run them out of town. They even, they even did something to Jason that, they, that nobody, nobody seemed to care for the fact that they took security from Jason. In other words, they, they accused him. <clears throat> they accused him. And then they told him. And then they told him, don't ever let us see this happen again. Don't ever let us see this happen again. Or it's, it's kind of like, like being put on parole. It's kind of like be <coughs> being put on parole. And if, you, and, and if you mess up again, you're going to pay for all of it, okay? That's, that's kind of what that, that taking that security away, that's, that's, that's kind of what that was. And it just hangs with you. And then they went to Berea. 
They went to a place where the people were more fair-minded, but you know what they were? Lost as the day is long. They were lost. <coughs> and they, so, they, so they go in there to these lost people, and they have a conversation. But these lost people, these lost people are hungry for the word. And when they get the word, they dig deeper into the word. Man, wouldn't that be exciting? <coughs> Excuse me. Pray over the, the voice for the rest of this. But they were fair-minded in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. They wanted to know if what they were hearing was the truth. Do you stand behind what you say? In other words, do you know what you're saying in a way that you can... In, in, in other words, Mickey, the story you told, Scott, the story you just interpreted... If they ask you a question about it, because, because you know what? You said you know that God is all-powerful. You, you know that God is all-powerful. Well, they might not know that. They might not know that. They might, they might ask a question about that and said, how can we know that? How can we know that about God? And, and so we're, we're ready to have a conversation with people. We, we know how to use God's word to get us through these conversations. <coughs> and because of all that was happening there. Look what happened. Therefore, many of them believed, and also not a few of the Greeks, prominent women as well, well as men. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned, you know what? You got to have somebody, you got to have somebody looking, looking back a little bit just to make sure that, you know, that crowd that you just, that, that mean crowd that you just left, they're, they're probably not too far from you. But when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was preached <coughs> by Paul at Berea, they came there also and stirred up the crowds. Then immediately the brethren sent Paul away to go to the sea, but both Silas and Timothy remained there. You know, can you imagine the, the, the situation that Silas and Timothy found themselves in while, while you, you know, the, the, the place is stirred up? The place is stirred up, and, and you, would, you would think, we need to get out of here. We need to get out of here. The safe thing, the safe thing is to get out of here. Anybody read the article that the International Mission Board just put out this week? Written by Dr. Jerry Rankin. Written by Dr. Jerry Rankin. And it was, why do missionaries go to dangerous places? Do you know that, do, do you know that, when, um, do you know that when, missionaries, when, when missionaries get killed, do you know people lash out? People lash out and say, International Mission Board, how dare you? Southern Baptist churches, how dare you? Churches wherever, how dare you <coughs> send a person, send a person to a place like that where they're going to be in danger. But you know what? Praise God. We've got people willing to go to those dangerous places, willing to go to places where we have to give them pseudonyms and we have to use sometimes words that, that are not. I, I, we, we had a, I, I was a part of, um, I was a part of a, um, group of young boys down at Eden Baptist Church. Um, Royal Ambassadors is what it was called. I was trying to think of the name of it. Royal Ambassadors. And we took on a missionary that we could not even use the word praying. Praying in, in our letters to them. We had to call it yarping. We had to change words. We had to change words because if, if the government, if the government saw, saw those words in that letter, they would be in danger. They would be in danger just because of the words that we were using. So we had to change word. We had to change words. And you, you know what? We're praying over a journeyman right now. 
We're praying over a journeyman that has a, has a pseudonym right now that's in a dangerous place. And, and, and you know something? And you know something? I praise God. I praise God that there are people today that are not afraid to go to these places, that are not afraid to take the gospel to these places, no matter, no matter what. And, and, they, and they know that one of the cards that's on the table, and I'm sorry to put it that way, but they know that one of the cards on the table could be their death because of what they're doing. They know that their death is part of that. You know what I'm praying for this church? You know what I'm praying for this church? I'm praying that God will raise up missionaries from this church. You know who, I th- you know, you know who it might be? It might be my grandchildren. It might be your children. I'm praying that God will raise up missionaries and will send them to places, send them to places all around this world, to places where the gospel has never been named, to send them to people that may very well push back so much that they'll shoot at you with bows and arrows or they'll shoot at you with whatever they got because, because they're scared. They're scared of you coming and they're scared of the message that you probably bring. But there's no greater message that we could ever share, that we could ever share with anyone, with anyone, than the message that's going on here and all the things that are going on here. And you know, they, they, they took Paul, and Paul got to Athens. Paul made it to Athens. And eventually he's going to ask for the others to come and all of that. That's just amazing to me all, all the way around. And, and you know, the, the funny thing was, the funny thing was, they got to talking about the gospel going forth in this situation they said where there were good roads where there were good roads they made good time and that's funny now think about that where there were good roads they made good time now they because of the time because of the actual timing they, they think that that paul and and his group rode horses they think that they probably rode horses to make the time that they made that if, if they had gotten there, you know, if they had gotten there this quick, then they had to go by walking. If they had gotten there this quick, they went by camel. If they went this quick, they got there by horses. If they went, and, and you just think about it, but they said where the roads were good, where the roads were good, they, they made good time. I just thought that was amazing. I mean, just think of that. Think, of, think about things aren't, things aren't like they are today, Okay. And you know, we've got, we've got technology pathways that carry things all around the world. I've got friends on Facebook. Josh talked about two out of the three of those people that he's talked to, they got a relationship on Facebook. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I got a relationship on Facebook with people all around the world. Some of you do. Some of you do. And so, may we use it all to the glory of God. Let's pray. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, Lord, love, honor, praise you. Father, thank you for the, thank you for the day. Thank you for the time. Lord, um, Lord, that your gospel would go forth. Lord, um, Lord, I just pray. I just pray that you would have your way with us. I pray that you would teach us what we need to, what we need to be taught. And Lord, that we would be obedient to all that you have called us to. Lord, we, uh, we love you. We honor you. We praise you. And Lord, just, um, Father, take this invitation, what only you can do with it, Father, that you would do. Father, work in the hearts and the lives of people. And Lord, um, again, Thank you for this day. All this in your most precious name, amen. Let's stand together.